Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Now, from BetQL, it's time for the Daily Tip with Michael Jenkins. Dang it, he's talented. And let's be honest, I go for ambition, not luck. And Chelsea Messenger. Don't kill the messenger, or the messenger will kill you. Hey, Dad, don't forget about me, the dunkster. Presented by BetMGM. Good morning. Hour two of the Daily Tip starts right now. Uh, I was just typing in our show parlay. I was a little caught off guard. I'm not going to lie. But what can I say? I'm a betting gal and I'll do it even during the show. And if you like betting, boy, have we got an hour for you. We are starting off hot with our pick six across the NFL, (laughs) our favorite picks in the league this week then we are going to the college ranks at 720 giving our favorite college picks and then at 740 it is our survivor picks we just need a winner in the nfl it sounds very simple but sometimes we know there is chaos abroad in the nfl so maybe not quite as easy jenks you were just saying that you're actually going to play our show parlay with maybe a little bit more money than usual you really like it How many parlays do you think you will have going during Thanksgiving? Because I think I've asked this. I think Mm. this is actually the best time to bet when you need an out, when you're talking to somebody in your family and you're like, listen, I would love to talk to you, but this is my job. And they don't know that my job is not to create 15 parlays in a day, uh, but they don't know that. True. I think you just tell them, I'm sorry, I'm working, (laughs) you know? (laughs) I was lucky to get this time off, honestly. I, 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 I've got to follow these games. You know, it's my job. It's my, I use that with Catherine all the time. Now I try to find the balance there because we watch so much Texas football. But then on NFL Sunday, I always try to balance it out because I need to watch it for our show. I need to follow the commander for the podcast. And at the same time, I'm like, well, also, we need to watch something movie-wise. But I always like to drop, oh, you know, it's my job. I have to do it. But especially during the holidays, when you're dealing with family, oh, you got to drop that. And here's the thing. My husband does this all the time. He has his little laptop that he gets out, and I think he's doing his schoolwork because he's back in school. He's doing some classes at NC State to finish his degree. And so I think he's working. And then I walk over there, and I look over his shoulder, and it's all these faces of NFL players and their projections. I'm like, Jake, <laughs> are you setting your fantasy football team right now? He said, no, I'm doing a discussion online board for something. I'm like, no, nope, I just saw you. I looked over your shoulder, and it looks like you're starting Austin Eckler. I didn't see anything about <laughs> whatever's going on at NC State. So he loves doing this. Maybe I need to get myself uh, a laptop downstairs where I'm just typing away and I'm like, oh yeah, busy work, you know, taxes, healthcare, corporate, when actually I'm just setting like my lineup for DFS. Well, I got a lot of respect for that. You know, you're a betting gal, he's a betting guy. So isn't there a part of you that says, you know what? 
I have to say, you should be working on your schoolwork. The part of you is just doing what we love to do, which is bet. So you can do both. That's any any person that is willing to bet on a first basket scored in the NBA. I just love the fact <laughs> that that's one of the bets he makes on a regular basis. Well, if it hadn't taken him all these years to graduate, I think I would give him more leniency. But, you know, he's over 30 and we're still working on that degree, which to his credit, if you don't know him, he played he played baseball for 11 years. That's why there was the break. But still, like he was not the best student in, in college. I remember having to do a lot of his papers so he could be eligible to play in the ACC tournament. And that's the way our marriage works. I do a lot of his work. It's fine. I would rather him get A's, so <laughs> that's how it goes. All right, so how about our picks that we have been researching tirelessly? Let's go to the NFL mm. and find our favorite plays across the board. Pick six. Pick six. All right, Jenks. looks like you picked one of the worst games to watch on the board to kick us off here. Let me tell you something. I'm not watching this game. But I am gonna bet it. Oh yeah, bring it up double D. In Cincinnati this weekend, division rival Pittsburgh comes to town with Jake Browning facing Kenny Pickett. A legendary battle between two quarterbacks who will one day be in Canton, Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. As spectators. Oh, as spectators. <laughs> who will one day be in the crowd at Canton, Ohio, <laughs> listening to other players who are better quarterbacks. This could be Bubby Brister and Jeff Blake, for all I care. Look, I understand that Matt Canada got fired this week, but I don't expect this Pittsburgh offense to suddenly just come alive and be awesome, okay? They don't score points. Kenny Pickett is not the guy. And then Jake Browning, what do I know about Jake Browning? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Pittsburgh is 2-8 and eight to the under this season. Betting unders when the Steelers play has been profitable. You have a backup quarterback facing a mediocre quarterback at best. Steelers, Bengals, under 34.5 is a play. Man, some of these totals that are under 35... Good God, what a sweat. You're hoping for the worst possible game. And you know what? The Steelers and the Bengals might be the teams to do it. If you want to watch this uh, rock fight, it's a 1 p.m. kickoff in the (laughs) East on Sunday in Cincinnati. Pick six. Pick six. All right, how about a game that you might want to watch? Texans, Jags, let's root for points here. I'm taking the over 47 and a half. If you get 48, that's fine as well. Uh, But we are talking about two of the best young quarterbacks in the league and two of the worst pass defenses in the league. It is a matchup made in over heaven. If you look at both of these defenses, the Texans are giving up the eighth most pass yards of any team in the league. And oh, by the way, the Jags, they're giving up the fourth most. Fourth uh, fourth most pass yards. That is a mouthful. Uh, and we know the things that CJ Stroud has been doing with this Texans offense. And meanwhile, I think you get a lower number on the Jags here because they've been playing a lot of great defensive matchups. Uh, in their last six games, they've faced four teams in the top eight of scoring defense, the Niners, the Steelers, the Saints, 
and the Bills. I think this one goes completely different from those games, and I think we see points a plenty. Uh, remember that Bengals game against the Texans? Two great quarterbacks, two defenses that are not the best in the league. That one ended 30-27. to 27. I think we see a pass-heavy offense from both of these teams, and I think we see a lot of points. Let's take the over 48 between the Texans and the Jags. Oh, man. I love that. There's so much on the board I like this week. I just don't want to sweat that many bets this weekend. But good luck, Chelsea. I'm on it as well. A 1 o'clock Eastern kickoff on Sunday from Nissan Stadium. Big six. Big six. I zoned out there for a second. Man, it's early. It's not in Nashville. <laughs> okay. I'll tell you. I, okay. I was like, wait a second. Okay. I was, got confused there. Let's go to the Mile High City. Cleveland and Denver meet in the Mile High City, and I'm going Broncos money line minus 135. I cannot believe I'm doing this. I have avoided Russell Wilson for two straight years because he's been bad. He's been bad since he's been in Denver. But guess which team currently has the longest winning streak in the NFL? That's right, baby. It is the Denver Broncos. Sean Payton has pulled this team together. It's never pretty, but that defense has galvanized. Now we're seeing a Denver defense that has really gotten it done, and they are stalwarts now. The Browns have a great defense, no question, but they give up more than 30 points on the road. They are different away from home. Let me ask you a very simple question. Which quarterback do you trust here, Russell Wilson or Dorian Thompson-Robinson? Come on, guys. The Denver D, the difference in this one. Broncos country, let's ride. Broncos money line, minus 135. Let's go. Jenks, I almost played this one. And I will say the money line, I think, is the better play here because the Broncos have played in a ton of close games, but they have eked it out. Also, they're playing at home. We know it's a tough place to go on the road and play, especially for a younger quarterback like Dorian Thompson uh, Robinson. I'm hitting the under here. I think both these teams want to run the football first. I think that's why we have seen Russell Wilson mm -hmm. actually put up some good numbers this year, just because he has not been counted on to do much. So both of these teams want to run the ball. That's going to run down the clock. And both these defenses have been pretty stout. I know Cleveland has not been as great on the road this year, but still the number one defense in the NFL when it comes to total yards. You look at the Broncos, you mention it. Their defense has been much better over the last four games, limiting to the Chiefs. Uh, to only nine points in one of those games. They limited the Bills to only 22. So I think this is a defense that's on the come up, and both of these offenses just want to run the football. So we'll hit the under in this one, under 35 and a half. If you want to watch it, it is a 4.05 Eastern kickoff on Sunday. Big six. Big six. That's right. I'm speaking to you, Chicago fans. I'm already betting on Monday Night Football, and I am on the Bears, plus three and a half. Am I crazy? Maybe. Who bets on Chicago? This guy. Listen, Joshua Dobbs has been an awesome story. I'm really happy for him. And even though the Vikings lost last week, I still think this is a good sell-high spot on Minnesota. I was encouraged from what we saw from Justin Fields last week in his return. And I know that Bears defense is really dicey. They leave a lot to be desired, but they're showing some improvement after the trade for Montez Sweat. This is a divisional game. And I think, frankly, it's going to be decided by a field goal. So I will happily take the hook with the Bears. Yeah, it's gross. It's going to be ugly. But sometimes you just got to roll. 
with Chicago when they are in a spot getting more than a field goal against a Vikings team I think is overrated. Bears plus three and a half in Minneapolis. I do think it's a great sell-high spot for the Vikings, especially in the role as a favorite. It's one thing to take the Vikings when they're getting points, but it is completely different to look at a team that's been a great story and say, okay, now this team is worthy of laying three and a half points. That is a different discussion. So I'd be with you there. Uh, If you want to watch that one, it's the Monday night football game in Minneapolis starting at 8.15 Eastern. Big six. All right, so you just talked about the defenders were traded away from the commanders to the Bears, and that parlays into my pick quite nicely. I'm going to be rooting four points between the Cowboys and the commanders. Both of these teams we know have offenses that can really light it up. And then you look at the commanders, they are the worst defense in the entire NFL when it comes to passing yards. Wide receivers actually have the highest fantasy score of uh, any team in the NFL when they face the commanders on average. Uh, So if you look at both of these teams in this spot, I think it's tricky to pick a side here because the commanders have done a great job of playing up or down to the level of their competition. They come in 5-1-1 against the spread as underdogs. I'm not going to take the spread here, though, because the Cowboys, conversely, have been really good in this spot. 7-1 against the spread as favorites, and they've won six points by 17-plus points. So what do you do here? You hit the over and hope that even if the commanders are getting blown out, they still offense that's fully capable of playing from behind. We know Sam Howell is going to sling it. He actually leads the NFL in passing yards. So despite a great defense from the Cowboys, I think we see a lot of points in this one. And if you look at this total, 48, yeah, it's a high total. But in Commander's games, when it goes over, it goes way over. They've played five games this year with total scores of 50 or higher. Plus, it's indoors. Jerry World, let's hit the over 48 between the Commanders and the Cowboys. Chelsea, I am a fan of that as well. I also like the Commanders getting 11. I'm not going to bet on that, but I think that's just a little too much. Regardless, no matter how you're going to bet it, it is an NFC East rivalry kicking off at 430 in the East on Thanksgiving Day. Chelsea, let me ask you, how many picks, how many, how many picks, how many picks, how many parlays are you going to play over the next few days? Because you always say it, you're a betting gal, and you don't necessarily have to play everything on this show, but you can do it privately in your own time. You've got some time off. You've got family that you're going to be taking care of. I know you're going to be wanting to watch some football. So how many bets are you going to have? I'm definitely going to do quite a few on actual Thanksgiving because I like the facts. This says tomorrow. Is tomorrow Thanksgiving? What is today? Is it Wednesday? Good God. This tomorrow week is, is Thanksgiving. a conundrum. Okay. Yeah. So there's three. <laughs> there are three <laughs> games tomorrow. So I'm definitely doing some kind of parlay. So let's do it. Help me choose. Okay, okay, Packers Lions. Are we going Packers plus seven and a half, or are we playing it safe and doing Lions on the money line? <laughs> I've got. I'm doing maybe for my best bet. I'm doing Lions money line. I'm doing Cowboys money line. Ole Miss money line minus one twenty. Ooh, that's where I'm going. Yeah, Square City about- population us. Hey. Do you think the Commanders <laughs> going to be the Cowboys? No way. Are the Lions going to lose? No, they're not going to lose at home. 
there, I, I, I would bet San Francisco on the money line and make it all NFL. It's a divisional game. You know what I mean? You never quite know. I'm more confident in Ole Miss. All right. We've got to get to break. I will be cooking up even more parlays during the break. But when we return, our favorite college picks to get you through this holiday weekend next on The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Chelsea and Jenks will be right back on The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Welcome back to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM with Michael Jenkins and Chelsea Messenger on the BetQL Network. All right. Are you ready for some college football? Jenks, I'm going to say something that's going to make you really mad. What if Taylor Swift re-recorded the Monday Night Football anthem and put her little stamp on it? How do you think it would sound? Do you think it would like have a touch of sadness to it? And do you think Hank Williams Jr. would throw an absolute fit? Is he still alive? I don't even know. Yes. He would be okay. on Fox News the next day with his, <laughs> his mind. Don't you know it? Absolutely. No question about it. It would be something like Monday night, fumble at the goal line. I'm like, oh, God, Taylor, geez. Can we just, like, please? Like, oh. She'd drop in a Chiefs reference or something, specialize it. Oh. Chelsea, you did make me mad. I was having a great day until you mentioned that. I thought we would get through three hours without a Taylor Swift mention. Impossible. But how mad would that make, like, the men over 50 crowd? If they replaced Hank Williams Jr.'s anthem with Taylor Swift, there would be so many mad men throughout the country because these are polar opposite demographics. Like, think of the people who know the Monday Night Football (laughs) anthem are you ready for some football from back in the Hank Williams Jr. days? And then think yeah. the NFL trying to push Taylor Swift on us. They would be so, so mad about this. Although I'll say this about the last game between the mm-hmm. Eagles and the Chiefs. I didn't watch the first of it. I think I was making dinner, but I watched the rest of it. And I didn't see that many mentions of Taylor Swift. Did they even Good. show the parrot? Like, does anybody know? I don't think they did. I think, honestly, that the NFL has rightfully said, look, we leaned into this in a big way. We got a lot out of it. Even now, we're talking about it. But I think most NFL fans have said, I think that the thought is, I get it. It's fine. Mm -hmm. I understand it's a storyline. But at the end of the day, this is about the game. You want to have a quick cutaway? Cool. Show the celebs in attendance, but I think the NFL has right, rightfully said, look, this is a thing. It's fine now. Let's get back to football. At least I hope that's the case. Yeah, I was genuinely shocked. Like, I was waiting for them to do something Taylor Swift related, and they did it. And I was, you know, happy about it because it's one thing to do it during the Chiefs and the Bears game when it's an absolute mm-hmm. blowout and you kind of need some kind of storyline to keep people hooked into the game. But this was a Super Bowl rematch. So I think this is one way where NFL's PR actually did a good thing and limited the amount of times they mentioned Taylor Swift. So hats off to you, NFL, for keeping the focus (laughs) on a great game 
on Monday night. But let's look towards Saturday and some of the best college football games on the board as we do our pick six across college football. Pick six. Pick six. Jinx. Between this and the Steelers game, good God. Are you trying to make people's eyes bleed? This pick, man. What are we doing? What are we doing? We're doing what we should do. Watch the ugliest game on the planet and win some money doing it. I tried watching my first Iowa game of the season last week. And I have to tell you, it was one of the worst experiences of my life. (laughs) Here are things I would rather do than watch Iowa on offense. Inhale some paint. Clip my toenails. Stare at some color bars on my TV. Repair the leak in my shower. Talk about the weather. Wear Patrick Mahomes' red underwear that he's been wearing for six years. Eat a box of Whoppers. Run a marathon. Talk about Taylor Swift. Iowa is straight up water torture on offense. They do not score. I think Nebraska wins this game straight up regardless of what happens it's gonna be five to three maybe six to three if we get a high scoring affair under (laughs) 26 and a half hawkeyes and huskers let's go it feels like they can't make these totals low enough for iowa football i tried to watch iowa last weekend and i flipped it over and the score was three to two are we watching baseball no this is football and this is iowa football at its finest So I think there is only one play, and it is the under. 26 and a half, it seems comically low, but what did they do last week? A total under 30, still hit the under. Love it, love it, love it. If you want to watch that game, I advise you don't. Just check the box score at the end. An early kickoff in Lincoln beginning at noon Eastern on Friday. Pick six. All right, let's get into the weeds in college football and bank on a team that maybe you haven't been paying attention to. I'm going to go Liberty minus eight and a half in the first half over UTEP. Yes, it's a very specific play, but wait for it. Flame emoji for the Flames this year. They're 11 and 0 straight up, and they're actually the third best team in the country at covering the first half spread. The Flames also one of the most prolific offenses in the first half of football, averaging over 23 points per game and 32 points per game in the first half of their last three games. This offense has really caught fire. Meanwhile, you look at UTEP, 3-8 and eight overall, and also 93rd in the nation in first half offense. They've really struggled against other ranked teams they faced this year, lost 31-10 to Arizona, Hell, they even lost 38-7 to to Northwestern. Let's take Liberty to jump out to another hot start and take them minus 8.5 in the first half. Chelsea? Wow. I did not expect that bad. I love it. These teams kick off at 3.30 Eastern time on Saturday from the Sun Bowl. Pick 6. Pick 6. Okay, guys. You know what time it is. I've been talking about this since the beginning of the year. Texas, minus 12 and a half versus Texas Tech. I read an article in the Lubbock Avalanche Journal that we're scared to play Texas Tech in the SEC. 
because this is such a big rivalry game. Do you think Texas looks at Texas Tech and says, oh, what a rivalry. It's a rivalry for you. And by the way, that's not a rivalry because one-sided. Playing you has no benefit. We're going to leave this garbage conference behind. Oh, we have to beat Texas Tech. Who cares? We're just going to beat you on our way to the Big 12 championship game. And I'm doing this for Brett Yormark, garbage commissioner. Garbage. Was in Lubbock a few months ago and said, oh, I'm rooting for you guys to beat, beat Texas. I'll be at the game. Well, I hope you get shunned at the game. He's coming down. He's a clown. This guy's a total hypocrite. Oh, he's mad that Texas and Oklahoma are leaving for the SEC. But then you'll gladly accept Pac-12 teams into the Big 12. Do you know how college football works, you idiot? We're going to get some terrible calls in this game. That's the way it goes. Texas is the most penalized team in the conference. Why? Because we're the best team and because they hate us. All right? Embrace the hate. Texas has been waiting for this game. For months. I've been talking about it for months. I am ready for the Longhorns to put their stamp on this season, play for the Big 12 championship. They will do it. There is a donkey stomping coming on Friday at DKR. The money's coming in on Texas Tech. Fine with me. Texas in a route. Minus 12 and a half in Austin. Let's go. Wow, Jenks, that pick doesn't feel personal at all. I don't no, see not. why you would make that one. There was no passion. There was nothing no. in that, just numbers, you know, and just straight facts. But we'll ride. We'll ride with Jenks. If you want to watch it, the Red Raiders and the Longhorns meeting Friday night at 730 Eastern in Austin. Pick six. Pick six. All right, let's go to the Bluegrass State for a big rivalry matchup between Louisville and Kentucky. I'm taking the favorites here. Louisville minus seven at home. Uh, if you look at this one, obviously it's a rivalry game, and usually I would lean towards the points, but this has been a tough stretch for Kentucky. They're playing their third road game in their last four, including a deflating loss on the road to South Carolina, where Devin Leary, their quarterback, who transferred from NC State, uh, couldn't take advantage of even a very bad South Carolina defense. He was just 17 of 34 with two turnovers in that game. Things don't get easier going against this Louisville defense. Cardinals ranking 11th in the nation when it comes to third down defense and second in the country in red zone defense. Louisville hasn't won the Governor's Cup since 2017. It feels like they'll be really motivated now that they're in the top 10 to end their regular season with a big win against their biggest rival. So I will lay the points here with Louisville. I'll take a minus seven against Kentucky. Chelsea, good luck to you. It is an in-state rivalry that which gets underway at noon Eastern time on Saturday. Pick six. Somebody's got to bet on this game. Number two, Ohio State at number three, Michigan. I am playing this down to three. Laying the three with the Wolverines at minus 130. This game, doesn't it just feel like a trap? When you see Ohio State plus three and a half, you say, oh my God, Michigan hasn't played anyone. And they haven't. They haven't. They played Penn State. Okay, but their schedule leaves a lot to be desired. This line is begging you to take Ohio State. 
and I see everyone taking Ohio State. When I see that, I say, no, 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 no. You got to look at the other side. The Wolverines are at home. They will dominate this game in the trenches. That's where Michigan will win this game. They have the advantage on their offensive line. They have their advantage on their defensive line. And you can say what you want about this cheating scandal, and I get it. It's gross, but it has really brought this team together. So this is a trap. You can be on Ohio State. I understand they're more battle-tested. Michigan wins this game by at least a field goal. Wolverines minus three in Ann Arbor. I almost made this my pick, but then I watched J.J. McCarthy last week against Maryland, and I got a little nervous. Uh, I would be with you if I was picking a side here, but I'm going to lean towards the under instead. I think we see a low-scoring affair between Michigan uh, and Ohio State here. I'll take the under 46. Looks like this line has already dropped overnight from 40 or from 46 to 45 and a half, and for good reason. I think both these teams will want to run the football. We saw that that is the case for Michigan. We saw it against Penn State. Uh, when you have an offensive line that is that good, they didn't throw a single pass in the second half against Penn State. And I think they will try to have the same game plan against Ohio State. Also, we're talking about two of the best defenses in the country. Michigan, number one, Ohio State, number three. Uh, if you look at it, Penn State was number two, and we saw how that game went. It was a very low-scoring affair, 2014-24-15 final score. Again, J.J. McCarthy looks very shaky against Maryland. How do you think he's going to fare against Ohio State, which is one of the best pass defenses in the country? So with so much on the line for both of these teams, I think we see a very conservative approach and both teams hoping to not make the one big mistake. I'll hit the under 46 for an Ohio State team that's been a cash cow to the under this season. They've hit the under in eight of their last 10 games. So let's hit under 46 in the game at Michigan. It is the biggest game of the weekend. Buckeyes, Wolverines, Saturday at noon Eastern. When you handicap this game, you're on a total, so maybe maybe not so much but if you're picking a side do you do you work in the cheating scandal at all as part of your handicap because i have seen people who are very respected handicappers in this business who like ohio state who have said i think this cheating scandal will be a distraction and i i disagree with that because it has not been a distraction thus far so why would it suddenly be one this weekend yeah, I don't think so either. Like, yeah. in fact, I think it motivates them to be even better. Like when you are talking about trying to motivate college aged kids, I think sometimes it can be difficult saying, hey, you need to watch film. You need to do all of this homework for the game. But when you have the whole world, well, not the whole world, they got to stop with that nonsense. The whole world does not care about Michigan football. Uh, maybe the whole college football community. When the whole community is pressing down on mm -hmm. you, I think it's actually easier for these Michigan players to be motivated. We've seen the emotion that they've had in some of these games. So I actually think it goes in their favor. And if they're willing to cheat or allegedly cheat in that regard, how do you think they're preparing for this one? They will do anything necessary <laughs> to get an advantage in a game. And as a batter, I kind of like that about Michigan. I don't think they're great people, but yeah. as a better, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. You ain't trying, <laughs> oh baby. 
I've heard that a few times. I mean, look, everyone does it on some level. They just sort of took it to the extreme, but now they're paying a small price for it. Jim Harbaugh won't be on the sideline. I don't think it matters. I still like Michigan here. It's going to be a great game, though. Oh, for sure. That's one I absolutely will be watching. No matter what, I will be kicking whoever out of the way if they stand in my line of sight for this game when we are out and about. All right, up next, it is time for Survivor. Who's going to win this weekend in the NFL? A simple question, maybe a complicated answer. We'll have all of the answers next on The Daily Tip. Chelsea and Jenks will be right back on The Daily Tip, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Let's get back to the Daily Tip with Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. As we're back, it's almost the holiday weekend as we have Thanksgiving on the menu tomorrow. But we are dialed into the show and we are still giving out picks of plenty. We will go with our survivor picks here in a minute for what to win this weekend in the NFL, or this week, I should say. There's some games on Thursday. Um, but they don't have to cover. Those are the rules in our survivor pick. Jenks, there's a little game that I like to play when I see hot takes uh, okay. among the sports media members. I like to say, okay. okay, is this take for attention or does he really believe it? And I will okay. give you an example that's been floating around for the past 24 hours. Rashad okay. McCants, who I don't even remember if he played in the nba i know he played he for unc that's where i remember him uh, from but okay uh the t wolves uh but it's been a hot minute since i have heard the name Ooh, rashad yeah. mccants uh but his quote this week that has been causing a stir is the real hoopers know that kevin durant is gonna go down as a better basketball player than lebron at the end of the road do mm -hmm, we think mm -hmm. that he actually believes this or is this a hot take for attention? Well, I wonder what he means by this. If we're talking about a better shooter, just like a dead-eye killer, I think KD is the guy. But LeBron is a better basketball player. There's no question about it. So I, if he's saying the real ones know, if you're talking about the easy money sniper, a guy who can just get a shot whenever he wants it from anywhere on the court, that is KD. That's what he does. But LeBron is a better, well-rounded basketball player and a better overall basketball player. So maybe that's what Rashad McCants was saying, but I feel like he's not including the nuance there. So if he's not including the nuance and not being specific about what he means, then that's ridiculous. Like, I love Kevin Durant. I'm a huge KD guy, but he's not LeBron. He's not LeBron. No. LeBron is one of the top two players of all time. Yeah, if Kevin Durant was better than LeBron, why haven't we had a single debate that is, is it MJ or is it Kevin Durant? Has anybody <laughs> right. even mentioned that? No, Kevin Durant's not in the conversation. And if he would have said shooter... Maybe I'd agree, but he said basketball right. player. And when you say exactly. the better basketball player, it means all-encompassing. And I love people – I think people love to kind of knock on LeBron these days because he's old. He's kind of annoying on social media. 
But still, you've <laughs> right. got to give the man his flowers because he's not just a scorer. He's somebody who is very good at facilitating. He has a mm -hmm. high basketball IQ. So I feel like this take was for attention. And that's what I believe. I agree with you completely. And also, can I say something very quickly that is unrelated? I just got to get this in. Roger, everyone knows Raj, right? Oh, gosh. He works here at the studio. Roger update. Roger update. As I was going to the restroom of the break, Raj, he, if you don't know Raj, he's the goat around here, okay? He is, he is an engineer. Everybody loves Raj. And he's got his little office down here where he solders. He works on things. As I'm walking by, I hear some shredding. And I'm like, what is Raj listening to? And by God, if Raj wasn't listening to Night Ranger, the very same Night Ranger. I went to see Night Ranger a few months ago right outside D.C., on their 40th anniversary tour, I was right there on stage. I got a drumstick handed to me. It was awesome. And by God, Roger, of all people, was jamming to Night Ranger. Raj the God, that's what I call him. Incredible. Right? The conversation should not be Kevin Durant or LeBron James. It should be Raj over everything. Yeah. The biggest rocker on the BetQL network. <laughs> All right, so let's get to our survivor plays and see who wins outright this week in the NFL. Two men enter, one man leaves. There can be only one. Who will survive? All right, so I'm wondering if anybody has any hot takes this week. If we're all going with the big favorite, because there's not that many big favorites, there's a couple on Thanksgiving. Uh, I think there's only one on the weekend slate. And I'm looking at the picks and not to spoil anything, but spoiler alerts, there is one hot take in here. At least I think it's a bit of a hot take and we will see who the owner of that hot take is. But let's start with Matt. Matt, who do you like this week in Survivor? I am fading the Los Angeles Chargers. Their offense is not that good. Joey Bosa is hurt and will not play. Baltimore Ravens, on the other hand, are looking extremely good. They just beat, granted it was a Joe Burrow-less Bengals team in primetime, but they won by 14 points. I look for them to continue their winning ways this week in LA. Listen, I have trusted the Chargers one too many times. So am I gonna trust them even if this game is close? Hell no. The Chargers will find a way to Charger against the Ravens. That feels like a guarantee. Hopefully I didn't jinx your play. All right, Bill, uh, looks like you were on a play that a lot of us like this week in Survivor. Who is it? Yeah, imagine if you're the you know head of Amazon and the NFL comes to you back <laughs> in like July or whenever it was, and they say, hey, we got a great idea. Black Friday matchup, Jets, Dolphins, AFC East rivalry, Aaron Rodgers, Tua, and then you get to this week, and it's Tim Boyle, your starting quarterback <laughs> for the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Dolphins roll, roll in this one. They just have to win. They're going to cover. This might end up 20 points by the time it's said and done. Give me the Dolphins in a rout on Friday. Even though I would argue at that point in the season, people didn't realize how good Tua was going to be. So I think a lot of people were like, oh, yeah, the Jets are going to win that game by yeah. a lot. 
Uh, not really the case. And Tua has really taken off. Although, it should be a, a tough defensive matchup for him. But no, I would not be siding with Tim Boyle and company in right. that offense. All right, David. So you are usually the bravest one of the bunch. And this pick is no different. Who do you like this week in Survivor? It's very easy. Steelers over the Bengals. It? it absolutely 100% is. Bengals are without Joe Burrow. He makes that offense go. I have no faith in Jake Browning whatsoever, especially against that Pittsburgh defense. And I think you will see a difference in the Pittsburgh offense and the way it is run moving forward. Now that a certain all Canada guy is gone, finally. So yes, Steelers over Bengals. I think the only sabotage factor is if Kenny Pickett is part of the problem, which I think he might be. I don't think it's all Matt Canada's fault, but we'll see. I do agree with you that the Steelers defense will be an extremely tough matchup for the Cincinnati Bengals without Joe Burrow. All right, Jenks, uh, who do you like this week in Survivor? I just want to reiterate what Bill said. Tim Boyle. I don't even know who that is. Yeah, I guess he's been around. Tim Boyle is a guy who's a barista at your local coffee shop. Hey, Tim. Yeah, can I just get a red eye, please? How's your day going? He's not a quarterback. The Jets can't move the ball. Now, I like the Jets plus 10, but the Jets are still the Jets, and they need Aaron Rodgers back in a big way. So the upgrade from Zach Wilson to Tim Boyle, what is that upgrade? I don't know. From a 1 to a 1.5, awesome. Dolphins. I think I'm on this pick too. And I'm laughing because I was looking <laughs> up. I'm looking up Susan Boyle. Do you remember Susan Boyle? The like old Scottish lady oh, that was yeah. on America's Got Talent. That's what I yes. think of every time I see Tim Boyle. I imagine this old British lady or Scottish lady who has this <laughs> angelic voice. I'm like, I wonder if there's any relation. There's not. So there's no story there. I just was Googling images of her and chuckling. So I too will be on the Dolphins this week for Survivor. I'm not sure if they cover because 10 points is a lot, even though the Dolphins are pretty good at beating up on bad teams. This is a divisional matchup, but still this Jets offense has no answers. If you can't get it done, even with Zach Wilson, like that was supposed to be your guy. Now you're down to what the third string quarterback after Aaron Rodgers and Zach Wilson, like now it's down to Tim Boyle, who I think I remember him playing with the Lions and it was not good. So I will go with the Dolphins over the Jets as my survivor pick as well. All right, now it's time to stir the pot a little bit. I'm gonna open up the floor and if anybody thinks one of these picks may lose, speak now or forever hold your peace. I hate doing this because he's not here to defend himself, mm -hmm. but you saw in that graphic, PJ Glasser is on the Patriots this week? No way, man. I don't understand that at all. I wrote to him, I said, are you sure <laughs> you meant to pick the Patriots? He said, you're kind of living dangerously. He goes, yeah, no, I'm on it. I'm taking the Patriots. Okay, good luck to you. Yeah. I mean, it's getting to that time of the year though, where if you are playing the rules of this game by the book, you're probably running out of trustworthy teams. So at some point, you're going to have to make some real hard decisions. It's going to be a real Sophie's choice between some of these teams at the end of the road. 
because I thought about putting the Patriots in as one of my pick sixes because I do think it's a great sell high spot on the Giants. But if the Patriots lose and their offense looks terrible, wouldn't you just look in the mirror and say, this is your fault. You trusted the Patriots and this is what you get. I don't understand it. I don't want to knock the guy because he's not here, but there's so many better. It's it's not only that it's this pick, it's that you've got so many more options on the board that are just so much better. That's what I don't get. It's the third yeah, straight I, week that he's fading the Giants, too. So he, I don't know what it is because he's a Baltimore fan. What does he have against the Giants? Yeah. But this is three straight weeks that he's faded the Giants. I think he has a problem with Tommy DeVito. Bless him. Baby cell. <laughs> Tommy! <sighs> I think it's going to be a tough week for the Giants. I don't think they win, but still, the Patriots are one of those teams that are just capable of losing to anybody. Like, how many wins do they have yeah. this year? Is it two? two. Or is it three? Two. So they you want to trust a two-win team as your survivor pick to increase their win total by what, 50%? By 100%? Yep. I don't know percentages, and I am not a math major, but I can look at the Patriots and say, this is not a team that I want to trust my money with. Chelsea Messenger, financial advisor. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BeckQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.